Hi everyone, welcome back to the MetaBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of male breast cancer found under the oncology section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 66-year-old man presents to his primary care physician for a routine checkup. He states that he has felt well and has no issues, but mentions that he has felt a small lump in his chest under his left nipple. On physical exam, the physician notices that the patient has gynecomastia and palpates a firm, non-tender mass in the subareolar region of his left breast. No lymph nodes are palpable in the axilla. A mammogram is obtained and demonstrates microcalcifications as well as speculated margins around an increased density. Let's continue with an introduction to male breast cancer. As a general overview, breast cancer in males is similar to that in females with regards to the pathophysiology, diagnosis, and treatment, but it is more rare. In terms of the epidemiology, this makes up less than 1% of all breast cancers that are diagnosed each year, and it's less than 0.5% of all cancer diagnoses in men in the United States. Demographically, the average age of presentation is about 65 years, and there's an increased incidence with increasing age. Risk factors include age, family history of breast cancer, which is positive in about 30% of cases, Klinefelter syndrome, which is patients that have XXY chromosomes and is the strongest risk factor. Other risk factors include gynecomastia, exogenous estrogen or testosterone use, and radiation exposure. In terms of the pathophysiology, nearly all cases are ductal carcinoma, and environmental and genetic risk factors may be associated with the development of male breast cancers. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms may include a painless lump in the breast, skin changes, and on exam, there will be a painless lump in the breast and 75% of the time is in the subareolar region. Remember that nipple involvement is more common than in women, and one may also note axillary lymphadenopathy. In terms of further imaging, mammography is indicated to distinguish between malignancy and gynecomastia. Specific findings may include microcalcifications and speculated margins around an increased density. In terms of further studies, Biopsy in the form of a core needle biopsy is indicated for definitive histologic diagnosis. It helps to distinguish between in situ versus invasive cancer. Specific findings include that the majority of cases have infiltrating ductal carcinoma histology. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about gynecomastia, with key distinguishing factors being that typically this is bilateral and there is symmetric breast enlargement there will be no skin changes or axillary lymphadenopathy. Also think about a breast abscess, with key distinguishing factors being that there will be localized and painful inflammation, often with systemic symptoms, such as fever and malaise. Also think about a lipoma, with key distinguishing factors being that this will present with an ovoid mass of fat. In terms of treatment, surgical options include a simple mastectomy, This is the management of choice in early-stage disease. Medical options include tamoxifen. This should be used as an adjuvant chemotherapy in patients with locally advanced disease. 
Another option is radiation therapy. This is indicated for patients who undergo breast-conserving surgery and patients treated with mastectomy who have been found to have involved lymph nodes on final pathology. And lastly, with regards to prognosis, the five-year mortality is around 8%. It portends a worse prognosis compared with women with breast cancer. Similar to breast cancer in women, the tumor size and the presence of lymph node metastasis are the most important prognostic factors, but this is often not detected until late in its course. Remember that more than 40% of patients will have stage 3 or stage 4 disease at diagnosis. That's all for this review about male breast cancer. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast. Thank <laughs> you.